Anna Yarborough was kind enough to stop by and record an episode with us today. Anna is an exchange student from Tennessee who became interested in Korean culture around 10 years ago. She is a fan of Korean pop music, but most definitely not a Korea boo. This episode gives us an incredible look into the Hallyu wave from a foreigner who discovered the culture outside of the country. We touch on lots of topics including K-pop, concert, culture in the States, life as an American exchange student in Korea, and my personal favorite, hunting bars. And Nate's personal favorite, Ollie London's nipple surgery. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Dr. English. With the holiday season fast approaching, why not give the gift that can really make a difference in someone's life? Dr. English has transferable package deals that are ideal for the budding English speaker in your life. Dr. English is an all-in-one English learning platform. The qualified native speakers can help you start your journey to English fluency today. Enjoy learning from the comfort of your own home. Call 010-4591-1496 for a free sample class today. Open your doors to endless opportunities. Take your English to the next level by visiting their website now at www.dr-english.com. You are now tuned into This Korean Life with your hosts, Brian and Nate. Welcome back to another episode of This Korean Life. With us today is Anna Yarbrough. No UGH because her family's lazy. Hi. Eh? <laughs> Welcome. You are uh, an American student here, not on a regular student visa. Yes, I'm on D2, I guess. You're on a D2, here to soak up all of the Korean cultural goodness, right? Oh, yeah. It's, I have definitely soaked up some culture. Yeah. <laughs> very nice, very nice. Um, you've been here eight months already. Uh, just to start the ball rolling, what initially got you interested in Korean culture? I mean, we all or we came here because of work, because mm -hmm. of, uh, you know, we're not doing much at home and, and found ourselves over here spending some time. What, uh, what got you initially interested in, uh, in Korean culture? Okay, so I guess I'll go with a long story, sure. I guess. Um, so whenever I was a little kid, I'd always wanted to learn another language, mm. you know, because my parents only knew English, and it fascinated me. So at first I thought Spain, because, mm. you know, living in the southern U.S., close to Mexico, yeah. most useful. Absolutely. Um, and then I took a Spanish class, was awful, all the Mexican kids picked on me and <laughs> gave up. So <laughs> I had to kind of find a, a new path, because nothing really pulled my interest. And then I don't want to be like that girl, but my friend did show me K-pop, and I was like, oh my gosh, K-pop, they're yeah. so pretty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so I just listened to it for a while. And then I was like, hey, this is another language that I could possibly be interested in. Mm. So I started looking at it into it. Um, I was better at it than Spanish, and it just kind of stuck. And um, so I originally wanted to learn the language and then came here for mm. another culture experience. Did you like teach yourself how to read when you were at home? Or what was the... What was the extent of your of your language acquisition before coming or um, in the early in the early days? Yeah, so it first started out. I was in high school trying to teach myself the alphabet because mm. I had never learned anything like that before. Canada. Yeah, and then before I came to Korea, I took about three classes in Korean language um, online. In, oh, okay, okay, okay. Online, cool. um, yeah. From so, high school, so you said you're a senior now. Yes, I'm a senior in college now. So four years ago, maybe. Yeah. So that's after Gangnam Style. Was was BTS <laughs> was BTS famous four years ago? I don't 
think so. Were um, they? no. Back when I first started, like you were weird if you listened to K-pop. Like it was still kind of underground ah. kind of thing. Because oh, I was gonna say, like this yeah. stuff has only really exploded. <laughs> no, gee, yeah. The last two three years has Explode. has really really gotten wild and crazy. But before that, there I mean there was a couple. Who was uh, G Dragon? What's his Big Bang? Big Bang. Big Bang started making some inroads and a couple. You like him? Uh, it's okay. And a couple other uh, single solo female artists mm. started making a few inroads, but there wasn't there wasn't anything like when Psy or or now these BTS guys have gotten it's just gotten mm. unreal. And not just that, but the dramas, the Korean dramas now, and now God Squid Games and everything. Now it's everything. Mm. It's the food. It's BB Go Mandu's at Costco everywhere now. <laughs> it's every. It's, it's wild. It's everything now. There's a, a professor here who works in Seoul. He's part of an expat dad group that we're in. But he wrote an article on on Korean culture versus K culture. And, oh. and Korean culture is like what you experience here, and K culture would be kind of the export, mm-hmm. what they want you to think. Um, have your were your perceptions or kind of what you were fed in the states? Does that match what you uh, what you've experienced here? Is it everything you hoped it to be and, like, uh, everything you expected, or is it a little different? Okay, so, <clears throat> you know, just like when people see, like, Friends or American TV, you think mm. American high schools are, like, this wonderful, uh, not. like, <laughs> garden, and, like, everybody's singing, like, it's High School Musical or yeah. something, and, you know, in reality, it isn't, and then that was the same with Korea. Yeah. You know, I thought, I guess in a way... You know, everybody would just be like, oh, the guys you see on dramas and everybody's just beautiful and glamorous and it's so affluent and blah, 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 blah. You know, the whole story. Um, But, you know, I came here and I was like, it's just it's another place of the world. Mm. You know, it was kind of like a reality check. Um, So, yeah, that was definitely different. The way that people acted, the... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the way I guess people live, housing styles and things were super different too. Lots of that stuff doesn't come across on TV or movies, right? I mean, mm. I think most of us know watching movies or whatever that that's not always reality. But until you're here and you get off the plane or whatever, then you're like, mm-hmm. oh, this is like, I, I didn't have any idea. I, I read there was mountains, but I just mm-hmm. can't believe like, I'm, I live on the prairies now in Canada and I can't believe how many mountains there are here, and it's 70% of the country. Mm. But I could never have dreamed or guessed that it's the greenery that's here. I just thought mm. lights and people, lights and people. Yeah. And there's so much green space. But that doesn't come across in lots of the stuff you see mm-hmm. through media. They just push you Seoul, Busan, Gangnam, Gangnam Day, yeah. all, that, all that kind of stuff. Did you choose Ulsan? Or did Ulsan <laughs> choose you? No, what was the... Uh, what, how did you end up here? Out of all... Mm-hmm. I mean... From from home, all the kind of better places that might have been pitched to you. Mm -hmm. So, uh, basically, my university had an agreement with Ulsan University. So, if I come here, it's cheaper. Mm. So, kind of that. um, And then also, I rationalized with myself that if I went to not Seoul or Busan or a huge, huge city, then people wouldn't know English as as much. Mm. And my goal here was to learn Korean. So, um, yeah. 100%. That's a good perspective because the kids here who go to Vancouver don't learn any English mm. it's there's there's Koreatown there's everything there they can find that they have here and most of them don't I just think imagine if you went to like Midian or somewhere to learn Korean or in the mountains like your Korean would be a hundred times better than somebody living yeah. in Day. And, <laughs> and I think when when moms country. ask me like where should I study Vancouver or Toronto and I'm like no 
you won't learn any English there. Exactly. There's so many Koreans in those places you won't learn. Mm. Go go to Regina <laughs> or, or some... Do you, do you know how many people I know who have been to Regina? Did you do that on purpose? <laughs> no, because University of Wilson and University of Saskatchewan have Regina. a sister school relationship. Mm. That, that, that's why. But, oh, I mean, then you'll get a, a real authentic experience because there's no Koreans there. Mm. What were some of the things that you say it wasn't exactly what you thought, but we could have probably guessed that. What were some of the things that stood out for you upon arrival? Hmm. For the record, you've been eight months, right? Yes. So what were some things that stood out for you? Mm, just a difference in school life. So I guess especially compared to Korea, Americans have such a relaxed school life, <laughs> especially compared to, yeah. So I had just you know seen in the dramas like the festivals and the you know, drinking out with your colleagues, and it didn't really hit me, like, the, the hellish study <laughs> schedule that you have to be on. <clears throat> so I remember my friend messaged me, like, a week ago. He's like, Anna, why are you always studying? I was like, yeah, that's a good question. Why am I always studying? <laughs> so um, the expectation to be studying all the time, because it feels like such a competition, um, that really, um, I didn't expect it to be that intense. Also, dieting culture... And that sounds really interesting. And the beauty standard, because <laughs> <laughs> I am not Asian at all. I don't look like that. And, you know, you know, people don't expect me to fit into that. But still, you know, the longer I was over here, the more I felt it, like, kind of, like, push onto me. So mm -hmm. I was like, oh, gosh, do I need to go on a diet, too? Kind of, <laughs> I didn't realize how intense it was. When you walk down by the uni street, there's lots of, like, uh, what, beauty shops. You see all the cream, uh -huh. all the uh, face shop or whatever mm -hmm. the name is. You know, when you walk by there, do you feel affected by the by that advertising? I liked it here because it's Asian faces, and um, I felt like oh, that ain't me. <laughs> you know, that, <laughs> that doesn't uh, that didn't really affect me. Maybe it's obviously different for everyone, but um, I think for women it's probably very different. Mm. Yeah, wild. I mean, I don't think it's hard for a Western man to think, okay, I don't want to wear makeup. <laughs> I think that's a given, probably, but. For women who wear makeup and are body conscious, mm -hmm. being in a place that's hyper body conscious and and self awareness is probably you want to feel like it, crap. Go to the department. Probably store. runs yeah. off on you. That's the yeah. When you can't, I can't. I've only found one pair of pants that fit me. Oh, one pair. But I mean, just in general, go there, see <laughs> yeah. the see the prices of things and all the beautiful models all around. Yeah. Like, Whoa, that's not for me, man. But yeah. I I remember when my sister was here and other friends have visited and like they got no problem. They'd come up put their hands on her breasts and go, oh, so big, no clothes, no clothes. Or, or they would just go, oh, you, uh, 3XL. No. <laughs> and she'd be like, whoa. But I mean, she was an, a regular size, yeah. a normal, a regular size at home, like not huge or anything. But mm -hmm. I mean, I'm like four or five XL in Korea. So mm -hmm. when I went home last time, I was in San Francisco, I think, and, and in Canada last time. And I go into Costco and I was like, Yobo, look at this. I'm an XL. And she's like, what the hell? Something's wrong here. <laughs> just keep making the tags different. Mm. Now, now you know, what used to be a 4XL 10 years ago is now a 1XL mm. because they don't want people feeling bad. But here, you know, even at Costco, it says Asian si XL Asian size mm. is not XL US size. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's about two sizes different still. So, yeah, I mean, it, 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 uh, you feel it. You feel mm -hmm. it. It's around all the time. 
most people are very direct right they just ask you like yes. hi i am this guy my age is this what's your age well i mean but that's that, that's a huge part of the culture right? are you so paying they know, the bill or am i paying the bill are you so, getting me chopsticks or am i getting you chopsticks how awkward it is for us it is part no, of the culture like, in, in an establishment okay i'll give you a better example my sister goes to the sauna and they walk up to her and go whoa how many oh. kids do you have oh my god like i'm 20 i don't have any kids and they're like whoa well that doesn't make sense <laughs> so yeah they're they are very direct in many ways yes no problem telling you you got a pimple here or hey what's that right on your nose you think i didn't see it this morning yeah mm. like come on but the the language and or i mean as in terms of age and whatnot mm. that establishes how you, you yeah. learn right how you speak to someone and um and yeah and, and who's paying the bill <laughs> who's you, paying the bill at lunch you said beauty studying and dieting but you're studying Korean with international students. Yes. You still feel the Korean study pressure? Yes, I do. I can imagine if you were in classes with all Korean students who are gung-ho and all mm-hmm. going. But even with all the international students, you still feel that? Um, I guess it's just the teacher's expectation. I'm, like, such a teacher's pet. Like, I want to I <laughs> make the teacher happy. And so, like, to keep up with it, I feel like I kind of have to give in to that um, standard. You know, memorizing 200 vocabulary words a week grammar reading writing it so makes you it feel like a, you have to it is a very korean system then yes your vocab tests are just korean english korean english korean english or the vocab like like how you say when you do 200 words a week what is that yeah it's just what's like what's the evaluation for that um yeah i do it on flashcards but it's your um the teacher will test you like verbally in class kind of thing really like, you gotta use it in a sentence or something or? yeah 200 With vocal words a exercises week? or whatever <laughs> wild the 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 study culture here is is mind-boggling and now yeah. it's nice now because i think it's gotten a lot better in the last maybe 10 years gosh it's a lot more relaxed but man the kids who study to get into unist like it's it's all day every day and mm. we had a friend who just left to go home because her daughter was like kids were sleeping 3 4 hours a night at a mm. at a private high school in dormitories where there's nothing else to do except study mm. and you feel pressure if you sleep five hours you're, you're not going to make it Goodness. that's wild i think uh I, I don't know i like the culture at home better you get a good balance yes. something to look forward to it's balance, not just yeah. yeah i think that's what it comes down to yeah no i just think the spectrum's too big at home i i i definitely think that's better than this but now raising kids i mean i'm glad my kids will go through elementary school here at least because it's not so rigid and it's still fun there it's still the parents have some mm-hmm. some say over what they do probably not till you get to middle school with uniforms and stuff that it gets really f- kind of formal mm. but at home oof, i don't know man but what's i was i was drinking and and smoking and doing stuff at 14 13 so i don't know it's i know it's a lot younger now and i just think Eight. man <laughs> if you make if you make one wrong decision at home it's it can change your whole life if it's the one pill at the party or there, there's so many things now that can just turn your life upside down yeah, so you get fast hit by a car here run a, by a crazy True. driver it, it exists everywhere um but uh, it comes down to what's the what's the purpose of school what's the purpose of university it's not like learning facts and shit that you that you're going to need for a job one day right it should mm. be a, a nice blend of experience networking yeah. and then learning something right what was your main per- coming to learn korean language and then did you have something in mind to do after or 
Uh, yes. Or was it just for fun, or does it apply to your major, or? Oh gosh, if I wanted to come here for fun, I wouldn't study, would I? <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I mean. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And how do you decide? Like, you're only here for a year. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it'd be pretty easy for me to say, okay, I'm not going to be the teacher's pet for a year because I want to have some fun. Mm. So, how how will this play into your future? What did you plan to use the Korean for? Yeah. So. I am very interested with my comm degree in public relations and event planning, and I have a passion for music. I've had a passion for music since I was a little kid. So before Corona started, I started volunteering at concerts, specifically K-pop concerts. So where, <laughs> nice. yeah, so where you can use both of your language because you have to work with the K-pop artist management and you know the tour management and the venue. And so I was hoping, you know, hopefully everything would clear. Having somebody, um, a bilingual American, there would be a good market for it. Yeah. Um, that's something I want to use it for. So that's why I was trying to study hard to learn as much as I can. Because once I'm in America, I literally never use my Korean. Right. Yeah, because where I live, there's not <laughs> many at all. So, mm. yeah. Is, is there an industry for concerts and whatever else around where you are? Or would you have to move elsewhere in the States? Um. So where I live... Um, so near Atlanta, no? Yeah, my school town is near Atlanta. Mm. Um, and there... There's a decent Korean population there, and there's a lot of concerts because, of course, it's Atlanta. Right. Sure. Um, so you'd have to either go there, New York or Los Angeles. Right. That's kind of where you have to go. But I, I, I do not want to stay in Tennessee for all my life, so that's okay. Because with I was going to say, in, in, in Tennessee, <laughs> like, if you walked up to someone and spoke Korean, they'd fall on the floor. Exactly. <laughs> Nobody like, would expect you it. You won't have much competition if you're the, the translator in Tennessee. <laughs> mm-hmm. But if you're in LA, I, I thought if you're in LA or somewhere, then. Maybe you have to be really good mm. to, to do that work. Yeah. Tennessee. But if anything, this is going to blow up now, right? Once everything opens up, K-pop concerts are mm-hmm. going to be lined up, I guess. It's going to be bigger than ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. And you're, yeah, you're going to be going back at the right time. Yep. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Staying ahead of the curve. That's awesome. Uh-huh. Yeah, I was going to say, was it hard to leave home? No. At, uh, at such a young age? No. no? I, I wanted to leave so bad. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, interesting. Um, I thought, uh, what was your biggest concern coming uh, coming over? Did you like? Did you think you were gonna have a problem adapting to the food? Did you think uh, you know it would be difficult? I mean, just sorting out your everyday life. As mm. again, to uh, just to shed some light, like when we came, we knew house like our housing was mm-hmm. going to be taken care of. Mm. Uh, we had buddies coming here, but you're coming in here without blind. any a- any free kind of blind, right? So what was your biggest apprehensions before coming here, your worries? So whenever I first came here in February, there was still a huge language barrier. I didn't have any confidence in speaking. I just knew basic speech. Yeah. That was really concerning, (laughs) especially because that's when you get the big stuff done is when you first get here. Your alien registration card, your bank account, your insurance, your everything. And I'm also only 21. Mm. I don't even deal with that stuff in America. (laughs) My mom still deals with that stuff. So, you know, doing all that for the first time in another country with a language barrier it was terrifying (laughs) um yeah so leaning i had to lean on like people that had been here before and stuff like that Um, sometimes the baptism of fire is not uh, not the worst thing right yeah you throw yourself into the deep end and then you have to swim and then nothing else is ever scary anymore ordering uh, ordering food or getting a taxi <laughs> not so not so bad Stop. after you sorted insurance it's, and visas it's kind of convenient now though right you must have watched like a lot of youtubers before coming here yeah but nothing like 
about practical stuff, only about <laughs> clubbing in Korea one crazy <laughs> night, <laughs> awesome day places, stuff like that, not like practical. But, but there are tutorial ones on there for yeah. how to do this, how to do that, but mm -hmm. it's probably easier to just ask someone who's in the class already, yeah. hey, help me this, help me that. You got everything here under America. Under America. I thought you're under cruise what, control. What did you do here then? What do I do here? Like, apart from studying. TikTok, man. Uh, no. 5 a.m. TikToks. Um, that is a good question. <laughs> have, have you had the opportunity to explore the country a little bit, or? Okay, so, for most of the travel that I do is alone, um, so that's taxing in itself. Um, just because you're alone, you have to be alert all the time. And I haven't traveled much because of Corona, and then also because I'd want a car a car to do all this stuff you know to go see the countryside and go see the places that aren't as easily accessible but i am an idiot because i let my license expire in america and oh. i have to be in america to renew it to get like a license here so i haven't gone to travel much um but that's those scooters i see parked out take a scooter oh, right. to Guangzhou yeah. or something yeah. <laughs> um You're like dumb and dumber <laughs> so i guess sometimes i travel other times I took a dance class. Whoa. That was that was interesting, just because. Yeah, it was K-pop dance. <laughs> yeah, you could have guessed it. <laughs> and then I guess just going out with my friends. I have a party friend. She likes to go out every weekend, and that is has improved my Korean the most. Absolutely. Because she'll find guys, and then you have to talk to them while you're really tired. Is she Korean? She is like half Korean, okay. but she's like. She, Mostly Japanese. Okay. She learned Korean through How her How many like, halves is she? Huh? She's half <laughs> Korean, but mostly Japanese. <laughs> okay, okay. She's half Korean, half Japanese, but okay. she was basically raised in Japan. She was raised in Japan. Oh, okay. So, like, culturally? Culturally? Yeah. Ethnically? Yeah. Yeah. Japanese. Ethically. Yeah. I guess that's how you describe it. Yeah. Where do you guys party? Um, Samsung. Yeah. Because. What kind of places? Like hunting bars. She likes to hunt. Hunting bars. That's what they're called. Hunting, hunting bars? bars? Yeah, you go there to hunt. Like, is there bears or geese there? For men. I never heard of that. Like, if you girls would call them hunting bars, or guys, or they're mutually called hunting mutually bars? Mutually called hunting bars. That's not where they sign you up with dates and stuff, is it? Like, there used to be a couple of them where uh, girls would. get in for free and go in, and then there'd be like a lineup outside of like 500 guys waiting to get in. I was like, Wow, this is like a wolf waiting to pounce on yeah. the prey. Like, mm. there's just a lineup of like 200 guys outside. It's like, is there like five million women in there or what? <laughs> um, but is it like no? But there like was the booking culture, the too blind before. dating, the booking, the arrangement stuff, mm. or is it just like describe what is it? Is it a lounge or a pub or a bar or what is? <laughs> I'll it? just be walking with a drink and someone drops <laughs> out of the out of the second floor and tackles me. <laughs> it's um. Like, so you'd think drinking polja with, like, the tables and everything. Yeah. But, you know, you can see everybody. You can send people gifts. It's kind of like um, you'd approach them first, and if things send go well. Send people gifts. Yeah, you could send them, like, a drink or try to play, like, a game, like, through the thing or whatever. And that's how you kind of meet them. What's a thing? Um, like the... <laughs> it's like this little, like, television screen thing, like, at your table oh, that you can order connected. from. Or you can message other tables or things like that. And that's how you can Where, meet other people. That sounds cool. Where is that? What's it called? Bonung? Bonung? Is there lots or just one? There's only one, but of course, like, on that one street in Samsung, there's, like, a bunch of bars, like, hot places. Right. But that, that place, sound, that's called a hunting bar? Yeah, like, you call it a hunt. It's like a hunting-style bar. <laughs> that's, that's hilarious. <laughs> Whenever my friend first said, yeah, let's go hunt, I said, 
I thought guns weren't allowed in Korea. I was like amazed. Got my duck whistle. So what? <laughs> what is? What are your experiences like there? And is it like ninety nine percent Korean? And what are the, what are the first reactions you get walking in there as an American? So mostly in those like hot bars. I haven't seen a lot of foreigners. They're mostly Korean. Cause it's Korean style bar, and of course, as a foreigner, they're like, "Oh my gosh, a white girl!" Like everybody yeah. has to look. Everybody's so curious, but only a few brave souls will come up and talk to me. Hello, huh, where are you from? Huh. Always so scared and yeah. like timid. Um, what? But, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Nobody sorry, sends sorry. you gifts on the on the iPad. No, but I've had people like come up and like talk, of course, and be like, "Hey, no, no, no," you know, kind of like that oh. kind of thing. Because cool. when we used to go to some of the, like, they used to have some nightclubs that were booking where you'd you go with your friends and get a table, mm-hmm. and then you would hold up this lantern, this candle in the middle of the lantern, and the waiter would come over, and you could either order food or drinks, or you could say, we want, we want companions or whatever, and they would go yeah. to a table of girls and say, do you guys want to go over and sit with those guys? And in, in other places, they wouldn't. They would just grab you by the wrist and say, let's go with these guys. Book. It's called, oh my God. It was called booking. <laughs> Booking. And my sister, my sister really wanted to try, so she went with a couple of my female friends, and she went and tried to do the the booking thing. But again, <laughs> I, I mean, and they the the old old men will ask the waitress to stay and translate for them, and but I, I'd been with business guys before, and they'll just say, "Bring us those three ladies," and they would go and they'd say, "Okay, these guys booked you," but g- women are going there to be booked. It's kind of like what you're saying, the hunting. It's mutual. They're not going there to stay by themselves or they'd go mm. to a pojang matcha. So they're going there to be booked, <laughs> but it's different if he's booking you or he is or I am and you look over and go, uh, mm, or oh, nobody here speaks English, so we can't go. Yeah. Uh, and they'd say, no, no, he gave me a $100 tip. You're going. <laughs> oh. um, so it was really, like, it was really, really <laughs> culturally very awkward. Yeah. I'd never seen anything like that. And I said, my sister came, she tried it. With a few friends, he's like, it's funny because I'm not scared or worried, but, like, people voluntarily go sign up for that? I would wow. never do that. <laughs> yeah. I think the new style is way better. Yeah. I, I don't know. That thing, sounds, that thing sounds cool. Do you have big numbers on your table to say, like, hey, table 12? Um, Want to play a game? Yeah, the numbers are, like, kind of small. You kind of, like, have to make eye contact. Okay. It's, like, one of those kinds of things because you don't know which table is which. But I can't imagine the booking thing. It sounds like, it's still, like it low-level like, prostitution. Must, yeah. like. <laughs> but, 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 like, the, the girls would go there. Like, wow. my wife never, I don't think my wife ever went, but other guys' wives would say, we're going to the nightclub. And nightclub didn't mean dancing and partying. It meant booking. Wow. So it would be, like... I just remember those, like, Champion... Do you know Champion Nightclub in Samson? Uh, no. Go one time before you leave. Just go and get the experience. Find... Mm. Bring that Japanese girl. Sounds like she's pretty tough. Bring her. <laughs> and, and, get a, and get a couple Korean undies and go. But that Champion Nightclub in Samsung must still be like that. And it's like... It's like a soccer field size big. And the first two-thirds is all big tables. And then the front is a dance... Is a dance floor with a, with a stage. Um, no, but the best the best part of that the is strippers. They, the, the strippers. The strippers. They used to have male strippers there, and that's why the girls. That's how they would get the girls to go there. Nate just finished my sentence with the best part of that place was <laughs> the male strippers. I thought you were going to say way. that, but now no. I remember. At twelve o'clock, they'd have one or two like thunder down under guys. They wouldn't take thunder all their stuff under. up, but they would be no. left in their g string or whatever. And that's as wild as Ulsan ever got. So 
<laughs> no, no, no. I was going to say they used to... Well, I've never... I went once with you and met Jinchik uh, that one time. But it was it was it was a very awkward. I felt like I was getting preyed on. I was I was probably twenty three and there's like forty five year old women just looking to swoop down and, and and sink their talons into me. But uh, no, but um, they used to. I heard they used to make announcements. Uh, a lot of the ladies who were there, their husbands were working at the big companies out in mm-hmm. Dongu, and they would make an announcement like. Husbands, you know the the work shift down. change one hour or no no or they're they're coming home early the, the there's something wrong they're uh-huh. coming home early and the whole place would just go whoop and it'd be <laughs> oh it'd be gosh. empty yeah. go home rub the makeup off lay in bed oh, oh, oh so honey you're home wild eh I this but this new one sounds like kind of like a hybrid between Korea is also famous for these blind dates and mm-hmm. and China and many Northeast Asian countries but this sounds like a hybrid between you know, we're too shy to introduce ourselves and go say hi, and but we want to date. We want to meet some people. Mm-hmm. Hey, put an iPad on the table and let them message or yeah. flirt or whatever. I think it sounds pretty cool. Yeah, good, a good way to introduce yourself for the young generation. Mm-hmm. Right through technology. Yeah. <laughs> God forbid we walked up to what, each other and said, "What? What other kind of? What other kind of places are you guys at? Pojang Machas or Thursday parties or? Um, we don't usually go to. Thursday party so either that or I'll go to Japanese style places with her but that's only whenever she like actually wants to eat and like not right. want to hunt <laughs> hunt air quotes how um, how, do, how does that atmosphere in Samsung compare to an atmosphere of a party area back home um, I mean granted you've been here during corona but it's still been pretty wild down there some nights seen. I was down there once or twice and it was pretty crazy Mm. They just shifted to 8 o'clock now instead of 12. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I can't really speak much. I can only speak a little bit on frat party culture, you know, because I couldn't get into clubs at home because oh, I wasn't 21, 21 yet. Oh, yeah, so that's, that sucks. Um, I was going to say, because frat party stuff is like beer bongs and, yeah. <laughs> and cake stands and... Kind of like that. So I can't really speak on like the oh. clubbing American experience or anything. But come on. I mean, university towns, they don't wait till 21. But I, I genuinely didn't go. Wow. I was boring. I know. Huh. I just became fun when I came to Korea. <laughs> this is a recent This is a recent development. Never hunted back home. <laughs> Never <No. drank. laughs> do you Do you think that would go over at home? Because now, I mean, tons and tons of couples meet online and... And, like, that's a normal way of meeting now. Do you think something like that where the boys go out for a boys' night, the girls are out a girls' night, and you're at a sports bar or something, and you can type in, hey, ladies, mm-hmm. we bought you drinks or something? Or mm. Because I think now people are a little uptight, too, right? Like, oh, we bought a drink. What, what does he want? Yeah. Like, like, where if you could just do it kind of more playfully and more in a relaxed atmosphere as opposed yeah. to, like, a nightclub where, hi, I bought you this drink. Okay, what do you expect? Like, yeah. Do you think, do you think that would go over? <laughs> um, I think it'd be actually a pretty good idea, you know, because especially in America right now with um, Me Too and right. things yeah. and awareness um, starting that, you know, like people buying you drinks and stuff and you don't see it or whatever. It's kind of a higher pressure situation. I wouldn't feel as comfortable. But if somebody, like, let's say bought me a bottle on a machine, I saw the bottle be brought to me, I'd be more receptive to that person. Sure. I guess, in a way. I think it would be really nice in America. But even if you could play whatever, I don't know what the games are that you have on there. Mm-hmm. If it's our table against your table, Pac-Man, or I don't know, <laughs> or, or trivia, I don't know what it is, but if it's, hey, you guys want to play us for an appetizer or something, like I, I think 
that would that would make the experience quite a bit cooler if you could interact with other tables without actually having to break the physical kind of barrier. You're there, and we can ha ha ha. And, <laughs> you know, oh, dude, Zuckerberg's gonna have us all in the metaverse. Sick. <laughs> Sick. Right? Sick. Not gonna have to. Not gonna have to leave. Did you guys see that shit? Yeah. Scary. What, what do you think? Scary. It's scary. Yeah. I th- I thought I don't yeah, know. I was pretty excited about that. I I think it's just an interesting. Uh, I don't know what like uh, you've seen Ready Player One. What happened? The movie Zuckerberg announced or he changed the parent name of Facebook, Facebook to Meta. To Meta. <gasps> oh god! And now they'll start. I don't know. Big they brother, plan to make their own products now. But yeah. I guess like in his statement, it was like to get out of this image of they started as experimenting dorm rooms to mm. swipe people and okay. stuff like that. Mm. Yeah. So they, they just want uh, to get rid of all of those things. It's going to be virtual living. Yeah. Crazy. They, they say the doctor can can visit your house, touch your hand and say, hey, I think you have a fever or I think you're running a high temperature from wherever the heck he is in the world. But the crazy... Well, yeah, I don't know. That, that's wild. <laughs> but the, when I watched the opening, his promotion video or whatever, just seeing people like this in a virtual room, like you have your own avatar mm-hmm. or whatever, but in the room, if we wanted to call someone, if you want to call your mom, you just go, oh, hold on a sec. And then in the virtual room, we're seeing a live video of whoever from their house. Yeah. God. So many layers of in the future. awesomeness. Yeah. Well, we, we keep saying that, but man, it keeps popping up everywhere. The robots here. Do you? What's your take on the tech and everything here? I mean, from the internet to... I mean, the phones, I mean, everyone's got two phones here, it seems. Oh, it's so But the speed of the internet and the speed of the delivery you mentioned earlier, what's your take on, when I go home, it's like Stone Age. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, we got Wi-Fi on the bus now? Yeah. (laughs) You think that's like 20 years late. Yeah. (laughs) What what do you think, or what was your impression about, you know, it's pretty technologically advanced here. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. One thing that blew my mind most was, like, the Wi-Fi, and I know that sounds really stupid, but in my, like, hometown house... Like, if I get two bars of LTE, it's a good day. <laughs> I can't stream Netflix at my house. So whenever I thought here, it was like I was in, like, heaven. Yeah. I could, like, watch YouTube at my house or, like, FaceTime my friends. That was so amazing. Um, and then one thing that was also really, like... Never huh. going home. <laughs> also amazing. You know, in Inchon Airport, those little robots. Yeah. yeah. They'll, like, take you everywhere. And they're so cute. Yeah. They're so cute. Yeah, but now they have them in the hospitals and the restaurants. Amazing. Like, I don't know if you've seen them yet, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. We say the future, but this stuff's here, man. Mm. The the driverless stuff, the robots, it's here, man. I said the the robots serving sushi. It, they drove <laughs> up, turned sideways, just went, like, yeah. here's your sushi... But it wasn't like arms and shit. It was just Lots that. of the big hospitals have them now. Mm. There's schools that they were bringing out in the schools five, six years ago to, to teach. So, yeah, that stuff's here, man. Mm. What What do you think it'll be like? What do you think it'll be like going home and going back to maybe a little bit of a slower paced, less techie hmm. life? I mean, of course, it'll be like, oh, my gosh, I have to live in, like, bum squat nowhere again. <laughs> but then also, like, being disconnected from that stuff helps me, like, feel more calm. Because, you know, sure. pali culture here is so pali, pali, pali. Yeah. Even the internet, the, the robots, the everything. So it'll kind of be nice to dis- deconnect. Every disconnect? Disconnect, Every, yeah. Uh, <laughs> everyone's so pali, pali, pali. And <laughs> we have, you know, the... the hotline now, pali, pali. 
It's called Bali Bali. Yeah, I'm having a meltdown because my life is Bali Bali. Yeah. Can you help me get better Bali Bali so I can get back oh to my, my life? Oh my gosh. Speaking of, okay, when you're talking about meltdowns, mental health culture here is... Obsolete. Yes. Everyone's fine. Yeah, everyone's fine. Yeah. <laughs> the suicide rate in the mental health culture here, that was also, yeah, now that I'm thinking of it, that surprised me the most. Yeah. Because in America, you know, in colleges, we have, like, free counseling, and you're so encouraged, like, please go get counseling mm. if anything is happening, you know. But it um, wasn't always like that. No. Uh, recently, you're, you're lucky to have that, but I think, yeah. I mean... I'm a couple of years older than you, but mm. when we went, twenty, it, when <laughs> when we, when we went, it wasn't it wasn't always mm. that it was there, but heaven forbid someone saw you go in that door, mm. it was always there. And now I like that that there's an open culture. And mm. when I was at Unist, there was a female professor who was engaged in sexual activities with a couple of the male students, and she a ended female up female teacher, yes, professor, and she ended up getting discovered, but. Uh, I I believe one of the male students went to the counselor and they said, that that doesn't happen. That that can't be true or something. And it was like, man, they don't even take it seriously. Mm. So I think it's very lucky and and it's a show of the progress and the Mm. evolution of our cultures that now that that's available and it's mainstream and you can do it without... I think you still must feel the shame, not just as much as you used to. The Mm. NHL example is a classic example of it. But Mm. yeah, here it's... It's non-existent. Mm. But no, I, I don't think... Just drink another made... soju and, and well, that's a, forget your sorrows. It was it was funny. Um, I was... I don't know if I mentioned it here before. I got but... told, like, there is nothing wrong with you. <laughs> oh, my no. gosh. Bro, I, I, I cry, I was, I cry yeah, before I sleep every night. I, no, it's fine. I was, fine. like, in a dark period of one or two months in mm. my PhD. And yeah. then I went to this guy. He's like, I wanted to tell him, like, I'm getting distracted a lot and stuff. He's like... Tell me more. <laughs> Give me something more. Yeah. Like, no, this is it. Like, but Nate no, hits me when I don't normal. edit the that's, podcast. That's normal. <laughs> Give me something more <laughs> fucked up about you, I guess. You got to study harder. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it, it was wild. I don't know if I've mentioned it here before. I have a student who's like, I guess he'd be 24, 25, 26 Korean age. Mm-hmm. And he, in one of our classes, we're talking about mental health and what's what's available to you. What would you do if you know if you're having bad thoughts, you don't uh, you don't mm. feel right. Break up with your girlfriend, you're not feeling good. What do you do? Without hesitation, he's like, drink. I'm like, oh, I'm like, are you, are you kidding? He goes, no. What else? What else? Do, like, uh, how do other people deal with their problems? And he, I consider him to be like a, a very independent. Like mm. he studied overseas. He's been gone for, you know, for years living by himself, and I, I consider but, him more. But even when they know that that's not, not in that situation, like one of the vice presidents at SK, he was drinking four or five nights a week, destroying his family, Gosh. and he knew it, Gosh. and and he knew it wasn't good. He knew it wasn't right, and it wasn't until he got shingles, and the doctor said, if you keep drinking, you're gonna just keep getting more health problems, and you're gonna drink yourself to death. Mm. that he said I'm taking a month off I can't I gotta take a month off or I'm gonna die and and that's what it took to finally stop like they even they know that's not the right outlet or answer there's they can't do anything about it mm. Mm. yeah no that's uh that sucks man but hopefully I mean if Korea is good for anything it is change yeah. changing and bali bali <laughs> which, is the, which is the irony I guess right? if like significant people come up with their own issues and they share then I think other people but I mean yeah. if you're studying K-pop culture I mean yeah. you must know about of course Sully and so that's, that's her name Jonghyun yeah. 
Uh, I don't know that one. Jung Hyun Shiny. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. that was before. That was before Sully. Sully, yeah. I remember seeing that Sully and, and talking about her in class because didn't mm. I think her top came down or something like a week before in mm. um, in in a YouTube video or something and people were like you're ugly blah blah mm. blah and just hammering her online and it was the next week mm. she took her own life man but oh it, cool. that's but wild. those things end up being talked like even I I can ask my wife or my sister in law like what do you think about this and I was like, uh, we don't have to talk it's not whatever that's it happened we know why it happened we know what's wrong. But that doesn't affect us. It's not us. It's not going to be us, or, and it's not talked about. It, it's just not. There's not a public forum mm. for that discussion here. But I, I think the conversation is not being had either of the the effect of being, like you said, connected to the internet constantly mm. and and placing value. Like we're so old. <laughs> I I remember when Facebook started, man, and it was only connecting with your classmates now you got the opinions of every mm. of everyone in the world weighing in on you mm. most of them are most of the people that have shitty things to say especially on facebook <laughs> when is the first time you became aware of the men- like the suicide and the mental illness stuff here was that like a a personal observation or was that like did you read something like holy shit that's crazy well, or if you knew Soli, that must be back in the States, right? Yeah, mm. when I heard about Soli and Jonghyun, yeah, mm. I was still in America. And, um, you know, you know, I guess in the K-pop community, I guess on Twitter, you know, because that's all we had, talking about suicide and mental health problems kind of in Korea. That's mm. kind of where it started. Mm. And then once I got to Ulsan, I tutored this guy in English, and he was telling me all about the suicide rate mm. and why you can't stop on the bridge mm. and all this other stuff. And then I guess one personal experience I had was, um, you know, I'm abroad in another country. I'm like 21, you know, wasn't, I wasn't doing too great. So I reached out to my teacher. Abroad. Nice gaming over here. I was like, if I said that, God, I'd be canceled. (laughs) So I... um, She means in another country, not a woman in another country. Oh, Abroad? We, in in Canada, we say, oh, look... Look at this broad. Look at this oh. as a woman. But you said abroad. He snickered, thinking you're saying I'm, you a, said, I'm a woman. I'm, you said I'm abroad in another country. Yeah. <laughs> okay, makes yeah. sense. <laughs> and I was like, Whoa. we're still good. Yeah. <laughs> That's Tennessee stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm in what, another country. Yeah. What did the teacher say? So yeah, I kind of reached out. I was like, hey, does Olson University have any like mental health counseling? Um, because, like, I feel like I'm not, like, in a great place. And, you know, mm. in America, that's completely fine. Nobody yeah. would blink an eye. But she looked at me. She said, are you okay? Do you have an illness? She, like, uh, she like started to get really concerned. Yeah. yeah. And, and I was she just announced like, it on the Ulsan Nightly News. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was just There's like. There's an American 21-year-old female with a problem at my university. <laughs> mentally unstable. Kind of like <laughs> yeah. that stigma around, like, um, people with mental issues that kind of showed me you know she because she doesn't mean anything bad no but just her reaction kind of showed how they view it right yeah but also also that i think a lot of people are scared to speak up here because there's no privacy Mm. and that the whole university is going to be talking about you or know about it tomorrow you're right (laughs) you're right and, and you know even if it wasn't a big deal you're just looking to reach out and just someone to talk to but all of a sudden, everyone knows who you are, or everyone's saying, "Oh, are you okay?" And you're like, "Who the heck are you?" <laughs> so Sally told me you have a problem. <laughs> As um, everyone walks by, it's yeah. it's uh, it's happened in in a lot of different cases, situations, and stuff. Mm. And I mean, With it's, the privacy, it's yeah. awkward. It's mm. very very awkward. And <laughs> I remember doing my my yearly health check. You have mm-hmm. to go and get a full physical, and it's like a 
it's like a I don't know stations. So there's like a big U, and it's just your weight, height, eyesight, ECG, this, this, dental, mm-hmm. whatever. And I remember stepping on that scale, and the lady goes, 118 kilos. <laughs> and the whole place, the whole place stopped and went, holy shit, <laughs> is there a whale here? What's going on? <laughs> and and the whole place stopped and froze. I was like, yeah, <laughs> thanks, that's me. Oh, but I just thought if that was a girl. She would want to melt into the floor. You want to die. Yeah. Like Gosh. I was like, man, <laughs> and it's all like Hyundai SK guys doing. They they have to do it all the time. So, yeah, there's no. Just one other quick one. When I fell at hockey and I had a bruise, mm. like half of my back and my bottom side, Oof. and I had to get the tens machines at therapy, the the bzz, buzz mm. machines on there to stimulate. And she goes, okay, it says right side, bottom, whatever. So pull down your pants and and I'll put the machines and the gel or whatever, but. She didn't even get to the machines and the gel, and she goes, Yadabon! And she calls like 10 other therapists over and says, Look at this guy! And I had a bruise like oh. this big. And oh I was like, gosh. Okay, I'm leaving. <laughs> They're poking it. So, so that, that makes me never want to go back to therapy again, like oh. physical therapy if I have an injury, because it's ridiculous. You're, yeah. just, you're just, you know. Spectacle. Right. So, oh man. <laughs> Anyways. In, you said you've been in it since high school. Um, what were what were the Korean influences and the and the K-pop culture seen back home before you came? Because eight months ago, it must have, or before Corona, I mean, it must have started. It must have been quite strong. What in America, the 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 K-pop kind of uh, trend or craze? Yeah, uh. you started in high school when it was kind of underground. Yeah. But when you left, it must have been pretty. I don't, I don't know, mainstream or maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, especially when I left because what Corona had been going on for a few months. You know, when you're in your house, yeah. preteens, you know, find K-pop, do that whole kind of thing. Super strong. You know, we were having K-pop concerts in Atlanta every single weekend, two wow. or three every single weekend. It was super really? hot. And actually, my mom. She's a huge K-pop junkie, way more than me. She has, <laughs> really? and, yeah. So wow. she has an Instagram account where you know she uses me. She sends all of them to me. I send her these little photo cards, and they're like baseball trading cards. Mm. And uh, she sells them to people in America, and makes her money back. She has like two thousand followers, consistent customers, and wow. she has a business off of this stuff. Can I send K-pop. her those cards from here and take my cut? <laughs> yeah, if you want. Man, you should have been setting up business here. I didn't know it's that hot. But yeah, it's super hot. Trading cards. My daughter <laughs> runs over those with a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That two, two concerts a weekend is that like like Koreans living in America that are doing like cover songs or is that like actual groups coming through or groups coming through? Wow. <laughs> groups. Wow. Yes. I, I would have guessed it's only like the top twenty bands who could tour like that, but. Um, Every two a weekend sounds like it's probably the B listers and C listers too. Mm-hmm. It's, we it's had company thing, right? Right. If you, yeah. Mm-hmm. If you agency. Get signed up by yeah. the agency, then they mm-hmm. organize you. Yeah. Course, but but that's like wow, like that's a lot, yeah. man. Yes. Holy. I remember it was right as size Gangnam Style was was mm-hmm. really picking up speed. I had a friend visit here, and we were, uh, you know, I mean before before it totally exploded, but we were in. Uh, we were in Seoul, staying at a at a random, uh, not bed and breakfast, what do you call it, guest house, and there were people there from the states and from uh, shit. Where were they? France, maybe. But the, there's two or three different countries all over the world, a couple of Europe. And I remember seeing like 
a 40-year-old lady with her, like, 8-year-old kid. Mm-hmm. Another, like, uh, I'd say early 20s couple. Like, what do you guys do? Like, I work here. My buddy's in, going for a wedding or something in, uh, in China, and he came here for a couple of days. What are you guys doing here? Like, K-pop. Like, <laughs> what, what do you mean, K-pop? Like, we love... I can't remember the... It wasn't Psy. It mm-hmm. might have been Big Bang or something at that time, but that was the first time we heard about Hallyu or, mm. or, the, or the Korean wave, but when you're reading Korea Times about it, you're like, yeah, I don't know if that's really, you know, how big of a thing it, it actually is, but... Mm. That's why I asked, because huge. because I, I'm from a small little farming country town, and there's I don't think there's any K-pop there, but my cousin's in New York, and his daughter's, like, beyond crazy K-pop stuff. And I'm like, really? What's not what's even the, that big what's here. The it seems like it's bigger there than it is here. What's the attraction? Okay, so think about it. <laughs> when was the last time One Direction put out a song? Who's One, One Direction? Direction? <laughs> oh my gosh! Okay, Harry Styles. It was like the big boy band back when I was like 10. So like, there's this huge hole in the Western market for boy bands. Hmm. You know, because we don't have like the NSYNC, the anything. Right. And so K-pop fills this hole. And so I think that's like the fascination with it. Um, it's a fantasy. Like the, there's dance. It's not just like. Is there boy any bands popular singing. boy bands now? I... Like I think we growing up. I mean, it was boys to men, new kids uh, on the block, uh-huh. in sync, the Hansons. Like it was always there was always one. <laughs> but the but now that you say it, like I think of Bieber and Ariana Grande, and it's all just solo. Solos. It's all yeah. solos. There I don't know of any. So yeah. So uh, t- yeah. tell me about the, the uh, about the. What do you call it? The fantasy of <laughs> K-pop is a fantasy. It's a product. So absolutely, yeah. Yeah, but you, once you're aware of that, doesn't that just blow it up? Um, it's a hobby. You know, oh, okay, you just okay, gotta okay. keep like a good head about yourself. It's it's fun. It's something you know you can do. It's kind of a, like escapism. Like you just yeah. you're in the you're in the world and you're like yeah. Uh, I've are, heard a little... are guys into this? I've seen yes. more boys than you can imagine yes. at these concerts. What? Like doing the dances? And are they wearing makeup? Uh, <laughs> like these guys are no doing, some of them do like, they know these guys are covered in makeup and doing island surgeries dude one uh, one time I was at a concert and I look across from me in the pit there's this 30 old man looked like he could work at a tax firm did you say dirty or 30 30, 30 like a 30 year old man <laughs> looks like he had two kids a wife lived in the suburbs just like in the pit just like going hard to this boy band song wow it like goes across that was Nate wasn't it <laughs> yeah I saw that, that was you Nate Wilson Holy oh. man, mm-hmm. it's cringy though watching like 35 year olds doing those like girly stuff. It's fun. I mean, I guess I could see the guys in it for the girl bands because <laughs> they're pretty saucy. Uh-huh. Um, I remember seeing But when you the, say it's a fan, I guess it goes both ways, right? Mm-hmm. The girls. I, I, I remember seeing Girls' Generation being like, there's, oh my God, there's eight of them all dancing on the, on the stage. That's, <laughs> you know, and that's, it was new. It was, uh, it was, uh, like I said, it, everything's harmonized. Their voices are perfect. Mm-hmm. Everything, it's a product. What do you think about that? Like, Super Junior had, like, 14 guys or something. Yeah, and, but and don't they break like, off into different... I was like, you New know. Kids on the Block was five or something, wasn't it? Uh, like, there was never a group big... I've never heard of a group bigger than three to five. And right. Here, here, there's so many that are... And it's, it's again, it's, a, it's the yeah. business side of it, where there's, like... Te- there's so many groups with eight to 12 members. Mm-hmm. Like, isn't that one way of the too super, many? One of the Super Junior guys wasn't... When you're talking about stereotypical um, body shapes or sizes, mm-hmm. wasn't one of the super junior guys a little bit heavy? Yeah, I can't remember he, his name, but he's super famous. Yeah, still. I got a chance. 
<laughs> oh, dude, he was he was a he was a hefty uh, he was mm-hmm. a hefty boy. Moved like uh, like the rest of them, but mm-hmm. it it's weird because you've seen a hundred boy bands and girl bands, and they're all they they fit the they fit the mold. You look at this one guy, like whoa, <laughs> what happened here? There's a glitch in the matrix, man. Yeah. So, what do you think about those 10, 12, 14 member groups? Well, whenever I first saw it, I was like, what is this? Like, mm. I didn't know who was who. All I could see was, like, the different hair colors. I'm not trying to be stereotypical. But I grew up in, like, a small white country town. I was like, are they the same person? I was, like, freaking yeah. out. I was, like, freaking out. But now it's just common to me because I've been in it but for But now so the long. agencies have learned to dye their hair all a different color. <clears throat> so that Market they, them. Oh, she has the blue hair. Oh, she has the yep. yellow hair. Oh, she has the green. She wears the skirts. She wears the pants. She wears yep. the blouses. She wears the tank tops. So they, yeah, they, they give them all their own personality and I, I, it must, because they're all, they're all produced, right? Like none of them are like natural no. talents. No. Didn't G-Dragon make his own stuff? I got it. He started uh, producing, you yeah. know, once you get established But I mean, they come through, the system here is set up where mm. it come, they come through that, that system where you're put through like these machines and they filter out the people who don't mm-hmm. cut it. <laughs> Plan their personalities and everything. It's super So that's what I mean intense. when you get there and they're like, okay, you wear blue hair with a top hat and a suit. You wear a tank top and start doing bicep curls. You... Like, and I'm like, that's not, that's not me, boss. Can I be the other guy? How, how do you guys I see that? the top hat and curls. How do you guys see that stuff? Like the kind of superficial side of it where... Um, I think there's an aware, like you're saying, there's an awareness, but course. it's not. It maybe doesn't affect you. Just you forget about it. You want to escape, right? Mm-hmm. It's the same as watching a movie. Or of course, you you fall into the fence. But it's a it's a toxic part of the industry here. I'm not saying mm. it does. It's not at home, and you got, I mean, Weinstein in the movies and stuff. It, that stuff exists at home, but here, I mean, thinking like I don't know. When I first got here, a standard middle school graduation gift for your kid was double eyelid surgery, from mm. your dad. And I was like, does that not put so much pressure on your daughters when you're, mm. when you're incurred? They didn't even think it, well, they might have, but most of them probably haven't even thought about it, at least at that age. And when, when this stuff becomes the norm, like you can't be, when those groups, if you haven't had at least those three main procedures, mm. um, does that affect the fantasy at all? Or hmm. I guess like... You know, younger fans and, like, younger people in general. Because usually they're younger. A majority of them are, like, teen girls. They don't even think about it. They're just like, oh, so naturally pretty, blah, 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 blah. Until you realize, oh, it's all this surgery. And, you know, some people are like, oh, that's super toxic. Like, I wish that they wouldn't do that. But there's nothing you could do at the end of the day Mm. um, as a fan. And honestly, I think for some, like, what, Asian Asian people, you know, who live in America and are fans of K-pop, that's got to, like, put pressure on them as well. Break the Uh fantasy and put more pressure on them well i just think idols. having two daughters like man that's what they see mm. and i i'm glad like they like bts and they sing with my wife and they they sing the songs but when they look at dad and they look at bts they they know that that's not this like they know him and he's bald and they they like they have a variety uh-huh. but i think a lot of Koreans fingers over here i think a lot of Koreans <laughs> don't see that variety mm. but they have uncle jeff who's old and chubby and they got me and they got him and so they i think they get a little more uh real life experience than just watching that same stuff and mm-hmm. thinking that that's the only standard there is no doubt but i think of michael jackson i mean love the music man i, I didn't ever care to see him because he was so bloody ugly going through all those yeah. transitions and i thought the poor guy why does he think he has to do this but mm. 
Man, if I got five and a, brothers and, a, and sisters who in a traumatizing childhood that gosh, sent sure. them in the probably sure. added to it. Sure. Yeah. But uh, but it was really hard to watch that I mean he was the first kind of public face, I think, for me growing up going through those kind of transitions. Mm. Like, oh man. Are you uh, are you familiar with the K pop blackout? The, the blackout? Do you understand what a blackout Like not listening to it at all or protesting it? Protesting it in a concert. Like oh, the the the, the light sticks. When yes. you don't like the group, you turn out your thing and yeah. you turn your back. Did you hear the big one with? Uh, I think it was with Girls Generation. Yes. Do you know about that? Yeah. Have you, heard about that one? No idea. What no is idea. it? Basically, do do you want to explain the kind of the culture with the sticks? And the... So like, <laughs> light sticks are like a big thing in K-pop culture. So every group's gonna have their light stick, and um, I think something had happened. Gr- there was like a fan war, right? Or they just did something that they didn't like them. It, the did you hear it on? Um, it was a radio that podcast. Uh, how, I watched. I watched YouTube videos. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. I, I, I heard about it through a radio radio lab podcast. Basically, they said every they have like these mega concerts. Basically, yes. and they have six Multiple or seven groups. big six or seven big groups. Um, and if <laughs> BTS comes out, you hold up your purple one. If whatever comes out, <laughs> yeah. you hold up your green one. <laughs> and uh, like a week before, what color is ACDC? <laughs> black, hey. torch, black, black, black. <laughs> um, but they, um, I guess, a week before, one of the one of the theories, I guess, mm-hmm. the one that was proposed, anyways, um, they said the girls' generation didn't bow deep enough oh. to an older, oh, Jesus. to to their older guys, or they didn't older show guys. enough respect, <laughs> and they were the new kids on the block and kind of just released their album. So, dude, when they go to the concert, first band comes out, everyone's, ah, you know. Second band comes out, everyone's cool. They come out, like, what, 10,000 people uh-huh. in a concert? Just go, whoop. <laughs> Light sticks down, quiet. Dude, dead silence. Nice. They got to perform to a... to a, The whole time they stayed like that? Yes. For oh yeah, ten, yeah, 10 or 15 <laughs> The 10 Black 15 Ocean. Minutes, yeah. The Black Ocean. Oh, that's, that's what, what it's called. Yeah. Yeah. The K-pop. Black Ocean. Do you crazy? Do, do you find that Koreans are what's that called emotional or, or sensitive? Like super sensitive. Like man, everything either sends them straight to the roof or straight to the. And it's just, it's so yeah. up and down with so. There's not like a, like you said. It's when you go to Tennessee, you'll be able to just go. Wow, I can <laughs> breathe. What the fuck and happened? Yeah. <laughs> like what it's it's that? so high strung <laughs> that it either has to be like suicide or nothing uh. or. You know, a million man protest or nothing. And mm-hmm. it seems like there's no calmness kind of in the middle. Do you find that with them or no? I, oh, in you general? haven't been to a temple yet. I see. With yeah. K-pop? <laughs> or just, just, just society general. in general society. that it's really either... Yeah, it's like so black and white here. There's not like it's a like middle like ground. That. You're either for it or against it. It's all or nothing. It's, it's, it's yeah. more to do with being like Korea not being so individualistic, right? Yeah, like people don't use it's fitting in or not fitting in, and nobody yeah, wants to yeah. not fit in. So Fair they all enough. are you gonna be the only one going, Girls' Generation? <laughs> <laughs> Can you so imagine? You, so you turn I love off. you, Jessica. <laughs> Everybody, zero like, one zero <laughs> four zero <laughs> seven two. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine, man? But that yeah. was that was a wild, uh, wild thing. And hold on, sorry, one more thing. I think also it was Radio mm-hmm. Lab. I clearly listened to this podcast too much. Um, but they also cited um, the beginning of really K-pop blowing up. I in the episode is called it might even be the same one called K-pop Arazzi. <laughs> and they they said it, K-pop was big, but it wasn't until one guy decided 
if I'm remembering correctly, it wasn't until one guy decided to like secretly be taking pictures of one member from this boy group and one member from this girl group. Dispatch. Who were, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, love that, I love that you know all this stuff. <laughs> yeah. And they, and it was like, uh, kind of the really the the birth of the mm. of K-pop or I mean like the really, the fans who really love uh, mm. who really love them. <laughs> There's like a dispatch release every year that everybody looks forward to, where dispatch will like disclose a new couple. Oh, okay. In right. K-pop, oh, okay, like okay. that's a thing. Oh, very nice. You you confuse the hell out of me because on Radio Lab. They have a, a running thing also called Dispatch, uh, where it's, it's updates on Corona. And I was like, that, that, that's not the same one. I got you. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Wait. So in what? Yeah. This is a highly anticipated. Uh, yeah, a lot of people look forward to it. I don't care anything for it, mm. but you know. Is Dispatch a website or something? Or? It's like what they call the paparazzi. Oh, like here for uh, okay. like K-pop idols. Dispatch. Huh. <laughs> that's you, wild, man. You mentioned a little bit about the dating. Or not dating about the partying and the hunting. the hunting. <laughs> um, oh gosh! Sort out from the corner. <laughs> have speaking to maybe like we were laughing the opa, the opa stuff. Opa is an older what a woman calls an older man is mm-hmm. opa, and like that. What's it called? That ta- egio. How does it go one more time? <laughs> like the Hello Kitty? <laughs> but but my wife tried that before and I was like, I, I'm not going to give you some cutie. Look look at me. Do I look cutie or anything? Like, I've been brought up to be like manly and masculine. Mm. I don't. That stuff sounds like a baby whining. Please don't talk to me like that. And she thinks I'm very insensitive and I'm rude and I'm, I'm an asshole for not kind of accepting that part of the Korean she never used to try it lots or but one or two times I'd be like why are you talking like that where you're supposed to be like receptive to wow that's so chopper cute in the like, okay. <laughs> uh, but but that part of the opa and that stuff and I just go oh oh it makes me cringe when I hear that but hold on hold on and I, sometimes I do Nuna, Nuna, <laughs> and like I'm married, and I, I'm supposed to call her. Well, I'm supposed to call her something else, but that name's Chucky. too hard. Yeah, who? Chucky. Not my not my sister-in-law. No, oh. not Chucky. Oh, my sorry, wife. I thought you were talking about your wife. No. Oh, sorry, no, sorry, I sorry. mean my sister-in-law, who's actually a, oh. a Nuna, but I should call her Choje or something. Oh. Like there's an official name, like the name sister-in-law. Oh. I'd say, hey, sister-in-law, because that's do, what they do call you know the name. Like brother-in-law is Chonam. Yeah, I haven't studied that. No, okay, I haven't gotten crazy. that far in my if relationship. You, if you had to, if you had to, uh, coming soon. No, no, but one second. If if you had to guess, like Chonam is the boy. What would you call the girl? Chonyeon. Okay. Chonyo. But it's Chonjae. Chonjae. Oh, like. It's Chonjae. No, because Chonyeon is something else. Chonyeon's like virgin or something. I made oh. that mistake. And I oops. And so <laughs> I, yeah, oh, I was yeah, like, oh, this is like the Chonyeon. <laughs> and everyone was like, whoa, no, that's the one. But the funny thing is, oh. when you make the mistake, you only do it once. <laughs> so, anyways, Fair yeah. enough. You remember it. Um, it was embarrassing. But yeah, Sonyo, Sonnam is, is grandkids and stuff. But anyways, that Choje one, so I call her Nuna because the, I don't want to remember all these other yeah. names for everyone. Just sister-in-law is fine. Or sister, older sister. So I call her Nuna. Um, but but that Opa thing, like my wife doesn't do it. I don't know any of my buddies' mm. wives don't do it. But I hear it all the time when I'm out. And I just mm. think, do girls... Like, I think they think it's an enduring term, a, a charming term. Is that a thing back home? Do girls, do your friends, are they dreaming of 
this fantasy land with Opa. Hold on a second. Before before you answer, this is one of the biggest memes on the yeah, on the meme thing that we the the girls Opa-ish. dreaming of the mm-hmm. dreaming or tr- come here to find the Opa. The Opa. O- right. Do they yell it at the concerts and stuff? Oh, of course. You go to the concert going Opa. No, 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 Opa, and then just like a sentence in English. It's awful. It's awful. So tell me about the Opa then. It's true. <laughs> I thought it was just a meme. No, it's oh. it's true. Do y'all know about Korea booze? This has been a recent, you know. Uh, I've seen something on that stuff online. Yes, um, Korea booze a website. Uh, yes, but it's it, okay. it is, that but it's also. Is. Do you know like otaku's people who like want to be Japan? They love Japan anime. Okay. It's the equivalent for Korea. Okay. So it's been like a recent boom with the boom in K-pop or whatever. It is a website, but it's also yeah. So so if you had to define Korea boo, it's someone who loves. They love K-pop, but they also want to be Korean. And they'll, they'll pretend they speak Korean. So, like that guy? They only know that. So, oh gosh, please don't, don't end it here. Um, so definitely, like, that Oppa culture is definitely there. But if you use it... Like, it feels so cringy. So I'm here. I'm in Korean culture. I have Korean guy friends. Hey, oh. Hey. Kim. What you doing yeah. yeah, so I want to use it because some people are like, oh, that's just culture. It just comes natural. But because of this, like, Koreaboo culture in America, I've only physically said it, like, twice to people and I die. <laughs> Every single time. They just looked at me like, hmm, <laughs> like nothing. So, yeah, that's such a big thing. The, but there's also, now that you mentioned that, that Korea Boo is someone who's who likes K-pop and wants to be Korean. Mm-hmm. There's a term for someone else who Hates likes Korea. K-pop and wants to still be their own. And they argue, I've seen the, the memes or whatever, that argue, oh, she thinks she's Korea Boo, but she's not because she said this. That means she's still, mm-hmm. no? Do you see any of that stuff? A regular fan? Yeah, yeah. Like, like, <laughs> yeah. That people say, you're not a real Korea Boo. I am because I do this and, and I cut my hair the same way or something. It's a pissing contest. <laughs> I guess. But Karibu, I'd say, has a negative connotation. Okay. Definitely. Yeah. You gotcha. don't want to be called De- Karibu? You do not want to be called a Karibu. And this is something I've had to navigate <laughs> in America my whole time. Because I'm American. I'm very secure in myself, and I want to be myself. Mm. But, you know, um, in back in home university, since I go into a small town, I started, like, a K-pop club. Really geeky, I know, but like a if lot nothing of... shouts Korea boo like someone who starts from okay. K-pop. Club. <laughs> listen, listen, Linda, listen. <laughs> you know, just because it's like a form of music, you know, like a club, like sure. anime club. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But like because of that, you carry around this label like, oh, she just wants to be Korean. You know, she went to Korea, to, like. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like, just, up. <laughs> just like carrying that stereotype, you can like a form of music and to be a that's more authentic Korean well, right? Funny, funny you mentioned, you know, starting a, a music uh, yeah. kind of club club in uni. I went for lunch with uh, what's his name, Jason, Jason Kim. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He started in university, mm-hmm. and that's probably twenty years ago. Anyways, he started a heavy metal group. Yeah. <laughs> Heavy metal group, and he's like, "Dude, I collected four dudes, and we're the best, and they're still best friends now." Yeah, you know? it's, uh, it's a form of music. Absolutely. Is, is there a different perception to Korean or, or sorry, American women who are this Korea boo or the guys? Like, because I feel men would just like any female group as long as they dressed sexy and sang mm-hmm. and whatever, but that this is like the first kind of Asian wave or something. Does that have anything to do with it or? Are, are guys seen as the same? The Asian invasion? 
<laughs> like the British invasion? Just the like, like are guys seen as Korea boo as much as women are? Or is it more like a girl thing who like the boy bands? Definitely it's pushed on women. Mm. Definitely that, that's pushed what I mean. on like, women. Like you say, that Jason wasn't, but I think most guys wouldn't. Hey, Heavy I drink, boo. I play basketball. <laughs> Metallica boo. <laughs> I'm not a Korea boo, I'm American. Uh-huh. Uh, no, it's... Uh, mega it, death boo. Mm. Sorry, no, is that something that... there are a lot of boys too. Like, means I know a bunch of people... Sure, but I, I think the stereotype isn't there that... Mm. Like, if the girls like BTS, it's you're a Korea boo. But if the guys like Girls' Generation, it's like, oh, that's just another girls' group. Like No, but like there are people who only like Korean girl groups. Yeah, not. It's right. not like it's just another girl. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, I, I think stereotypically white males have. There's a. The, it's been fetishized. Yeah, but I mean, we're married to Koreans, and there's obviously the mindset is or the the perceptions yeah. or here or at home. At home. Well, uh-huh. I, I think here too. I, I would assume Both. that it, it exists in some people's minds. There's a double, definitely a double standard mm. of men who marry Koreans and women who marry Koreans. Mm. Um, there's definitely. A, a double standard in that regard, for sure. Who would you say is the biggest Korea boo ever? Ollie London. Yeah. <laughs> I just wrote down surgery guy. I couldn't Ollie remember his name. Ollie London. <laughs> and he pisses everyone off. So oh, do you know who this guy is? So never never heard. It's like, so it's this guy who has surgery to look like BTS Jimin. And so he, like, pretends like he's in love with Jimin. Dude, I think it's a publicity. A I love that you guys know all this stuff. I don't, I don't, have, time. Yeah. I don't have time to follow that stuff. But it's the meme thing. Yeah. Man. He, it's borderline so offensive. Like, because you know how we had the Fox Eye thing maybe, like, a year ago? No, I think this rings a bell. I think I might have seen it. Yeah, with people, like, you know, getting Fox Eye lifts and trying to make their eyes look more Oh, ancient. I thought you said Fox Eye. No. Oh, Fox Eye. Fox oh, Eyes. Oh, I think I've seen a show or yeah. something on this guy. Yeah. Oh, I <laughs> Where is he from? British, UK. Yeah, he's British. Oh, I think I've seen that is the weirdest shit ah. I've ever seen. That's before, after. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> yes. This is him now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he did it. But he got an eye surgery too. Now. He looks. Oh, he, fox like, eyes! I've never heard of that. You can tell. That huh? he didn't do it here. You yeah, no, yeah, I can tell. Because he, he, he said he just got a nipple surgery so he could have Korean nipples. I am not playing. I am not playing. Well, I Those guess Korean that's nipples. Like... Exactly. <laughs> I thought all nipples were just nipples, but whatever. I got. I got. A... <laughs> no, just drop it there. Sorry, sorry. I got drop a theory on that. That, <laughs> that I'll explain on a later podcast. Stay, stay tuned. Wow, I gotta, I gotta check out what his. Jesus. Nipple surgery one. I'm curious. <laughs> I'm curious to see what they think is the standard one. Gosh. Do you know the? Uh, <laughs> delete, delete, delete your history. <laughs> Listen, dude, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna predict what's gonna happen mm-hmm. in the next two weeks. Suddenly, the <laughs> the uh, Instagram uh, search uh-huh. feed or whatever, it's gonna change from squatting women to Koreans men's nipples. Oh, I think that's oh gonna. Oh my gosh. Oh, Korean. <laughs> It's gone. Well, the the history of my feed has been but that's, squatting women, hockey. Now it's going to be Korean nipples. Nice. That's, oh, that's the, Clear the search. If, oh. if the algorithms work, I mean, they're listening and it'll be on there. Oh, gosh. Yeah, blame the, it on that. The, yeah, you're going, what the hell? I got, I got this guy out here. Oh, shit. We talked about it today on the thing. Uh, oh, hold on. What are Korean ex- nipples? That's extreme, though. I mean, that's, that's not an, I don't know if it's an illness, but it's an obsession and... I mean, that's just taking it so far, right? But there's guys who do that for many people, is there not? The look-alike stuff? Yeah. I don't know if you call them a, a American the boo Ariana, or whatever you call them. But, the Ariana people. But there are definitely, 
people who tried to, to get the Angelina Jolie tattoo and then a few yeah. other things. And I mean, there's definitely. I don't know about nipples is a new one. Yeah, yeah, yeah never. That's a bit extreme. Oh, like, dude, that's gotta hurt. Yeah. Uh, what are what are some of your most memorable experiences? Is he adding here? meat? Is he taking it away? What's it, is it a? I bet it's a. No, no. I bet. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a coloration thing. I bet. I guess. He's ta- I bet he's tattooing he around his it. Nipples. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> I'm just trying to... The sponsorship money <laughs> just <laughs> going <laughs> That's why it's editable. Is it? <laughs> In case we get edible? off track. <laughs> edible? Um, oh, good lord. What, How much pepperoni can we talk about? On a more <laughs> serious topic, what, what are some of your more... or your most memorable experiences here? Okay. So, I have one story. It's my 21st birthday in Korea. Today? No, 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 no. Uh, I had my 21st birthday while I was in Korea. Mm, okay. So it's kind of like a... St- it's not really culturally related. It's just kind of funny. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, like you know, my friend, she really likes alcohol and partying. In and <laughs> Of course. Yeah. So if there's going to be a party, there has to be alcohol. Even though, like, that's not necessarily my scene as much. Mm. But she pl- they all planned a surprise party for me. Nice. And at the time, I was talking to one of these guys. Um, he was a Chinese dude. And, you know, things were, like, going good. So she, of course, invited the Chinese guy and his friends. And so we all go to my friend's apartment, and it's a surprise party. Oh, it's so great. Oh, my gosh, it's so fun. Mm. So he gets too drunk, right, the Chinese dude that I was talking to. (laughs) He had, like, gave me, like, perfume for my birthday and everything. So, like, almost a couple. Like, really almost a couple. And so he, like, got too drunk, and I just remember kind of sitting there. And he just kind of went over to my Japanese friend, and they started getting real close. And I was just kind of sitting there, like... 21st birthday party! <laughs> this is my surprise party, you no! son of a bitch. <laughs> Amazing! So I was just kind of sitting there, and eventually, like, my friend was like, oh, it's getting too rowdy, just kick them out. Because it was also hard to talk to him, because, like, he wasn't good at Korean, and he wasn't good at English. So <laughs> we were kind of doing this, like, language dance, yeah. you know what I mean? So um, they go out, and my friend is also drunk, so she also goes outside on the street, and so, like, apparently something happened, and one of my friends was like, yo, back up. So he was, like, hitting on my friend on my 21st birthday yeah. while really drunk. And so we pulled my friend away, and then we just go back to the apartment. So after, like, 30 minutes, we're like, well, hopefully things have calmed down. Of course, I was a little sad. I was like, mm. of course, I thought he was going to be my boyfriend. Well, not anymore. So we go back down, <laughs> and there are police cars outside. <laughs> and we said, why are there police cars outside? Oh, no. And so we look, and he's, like, shirtless in the street on my 21st birthday, just drunk, (laughs) yelling and hitting people, screaming in Chinese, and his friends are, like, trying to pin him down. (laughs) I think this is a culturally uh, related thing of the Chinese guys getting drunk. The the wildest story at a Mugadong during Corona, for sure. And so when she's drunk, she, like, has to video everything, so she says, I gotta go video it. This, like... A hundred pound Japanese girl running after this like two hundred pound Chinese man just with her camera, both <laughs> drunk. And so my friends chase after her, and I just kind of looked. I said, "You know, it's my birthday. It's not my problem." And I walked away and went to my dance class. Nice. <laughs> and that was my twenty first <laughs> birthday. That's one of my craziest stories well, I have in Korea. You won't forget it. Yeah. Um, oh, wow. What happened to the Chinese guy? Uh, he went to the police station, and his friend had to like bail him out, and. Um, he didn't text me an apology or anything the next day. I just t- said, hey, are you alive? He said, yeah. I was like, all right, let's yeah. not talk anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and then that was it. Jeez, so, yeah, good. that was my 21st birthday in Korea. You know, you know Shabby? Shabby? <laughs> Shabby. Oh, sorry. One guy crazy Mugadong guy. Oh. What he's, 
don't know, just the most unreal life, but he got super drunk one night, uh-huh. and he woke up, like, he was, I guess, completely wasted, but woke up in someone else's apartment. Like, oh, gosh. Three it? university Three girls university apartment. girls. Oh, three. The, the that, had left, that had left the door. He was in the wrong building. He what thought a party. He was, he, his house was, like, 104, but uh-huh. he was in the building next to it oh. in 106, and it, the door happened to be open. Cool. And so he walked he in. Stepped, but he just walked in, fell on his face, and passed out on the floor. Nice. And they Go woke on. up in the morning and called the police. Like, what the hell is this guy doing in here? <laughs> <Sick>. <laughs> out. Yeah, it used to be a wild place. You you came here, I mean, eight months ago would have been yeah. a pretty high point in the corona stuff back home. Yeah. Um, probably before vaccinations really started yeah. and stuff. What was it like coming from... The American situation and what was it like compared to here, and and what if you can compare a contrast that a little bit? <laughs> mm, yeah, definitely. The attitude around Corona was different. So you know, in America, we were by the time I left, two hundred thousand cases a day, a hundred thousand cases a day. But you know, people would wear a mask outside, just lip service, like nobody genuinely cared. Cared. You know what I'm saying? So, and the masks are like WWF bandanas. Yeah, basically. <laughs> or like your t-shirt that you right. put over your thing because you're too lazy, your mouth. So I came over here and I had to do that quarantine with like a tracker on my phone. That was amazing. <laughs> I was like, man. This is it, everything I'm against. If this happened in America. Where's my rights? Yeah, shoot. But you know, you, you do it because you have to. That and then people were serious about masks mm. and vaccines. I was like, this is like a different world. People yeah, yeah, care. Yeah. People follow what their government says. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know, in America, if the government says, hey, do this, they said, and who said so? Because yeah, I'm yeah. going to do what I want, yeah, yeah. kind of thing. So that was definitely different. And then the case numbers here, so low. It was like a dream. We have four today. Four. That's There's amazing. Four. My roommates in college had corona and like three or four of my closest friends. Yeah. But if I told a Korean person that, they're like, you know someone who had corona? Oh my <laughs> gosh. So yeah, oh, that, the attitude was just so different. How was your quarantine? My quarantine yeah. was hell. It's kind of like, well, we, we interviewed a girl too who came to teach and it was just, what a weird experience coming to a new country. Uh, such a big fan of K-pop. Like, I'm ready. Oh, wait, just pause that for two weeks <laughs> yeah that's gotta be terrible yes oh my gosh it was just like i'm just not a good person alone anyways i'm a uh. super social person and also i couldn't go out to get my um foreigner card yeah. or anything so it was oh it was like torture like this waiting room and the food was awful because I, mean, I quarantined in the dorm i couldn't get petal i couldn't yeah. get coupon eats i had rice three times a day oh. i thought i was gonna die yeah. <laughs> That's forty, man. Uh, they delivered you a box of uh, uh, a box of goodies. Yeah, of goodies. Microwave meatballs. Yeah. <laughs> I was so sad. Goodies. Yeah. Oh. I could just imagine, be dying for a Tennessee goodie when you got that box. Yeah. How how have you adapted to the food here? Do you enjoy it? Do you find it too spicy? Do you too spicy? Too crazy? <laughs> mm, no, I I adapted to it. I adapted yeah. to it pretty well. But I like ajuma, ajashi food. So, konguksu is my favorite thing to eat. <laughs> and the corn ice cream. I think that's actually a regional... That's a regional thing. Eh? Corn. It's like oksusu, and ice, it's like chocolate, and it looks like a corn. Uh, okay. Yeah, bussin. I, I recommend it. Huh. Yeah. It what, um, what about the standard fare? Bibimbap, kimbap, uh, this kind of stuff? It's just... Like, it's just average. 
Yeah. Like, yeah. what I can eat it if I have to. But if you went to a Korean restaurant back home, what would you would you go for? A barbecue place or bulgogi or what would you go for? Oh gosh, it's so expensive. That's yeah. the issue. Do you, want, do you want rice and vegetables? Nineteen dollars. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but usually with the friends, you know, you go for um what barbecue? Yeah. That's super common. But I know once I go back, I'm gonna go get fifteen dollar konguksu. Absolutely. Yeah. And they're gonna look at me strange every time. Like, why is this American ordering this? Yeah. Like, so it's kind of like a niche Orba. food. <laughs> what are you looking at? Yeah. What are you looking at, lady? Oh, that's funny. Go home. I remember mm. going home trying to be all confident. Like, can't wait to order in Korean. Yeah. <laughs> Go to the restaurant. Some white guy served me. This guy speaks Korean. He's trying to flex real quick, bro, but bro, I live in Korea. Yeah, yeah, I don't care. I'm just a server here. He's the boss. How no. have you had any experiences here related to discrimination, racism, this kind of stuff? Uh, yes, but like, of course, being a white woman, it's different than you know somebody poc absolutely um things that have happened to me kind of you know oh you can't go to this bar that's happened like once or twice or oh you can't use the fitting room um you can't use the fitting room yeah somebody told me that one time (laughs) they're like yeah you can't use the fitting room they're not open then a korean girl walked in right after me and i just kind of looked at her like really it's not open but then like i couldn't fight back or any i didn't i wasn't good at korean then um bars you've been turned down yeah, turn I know. I can understand bars. why they turned guys down, but I didn't. Yeah. I thought yeah. all girls. It's were. good to hear that you got it too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I got it too. Um, and you know, you see on TikTok the equal opportunity. Yeah, the um, foreigners aren't allowed in this bar. It's right. common and yeah. things like that. So, other just I guess smaller forms. Did your Did your experience here? Do you think it will shift your your perspective going home towards? you know, people of color or mm. or different races and, and nationalities? Absolutely. And, you know, I first came here two years ago. Like, you stand out here like a sore thumb, right? Yes, yes. So, like, <laughs> I came over here two years ago, kind of got a taste, and I was like, oh, this is so different. And, you know, when you live in a privileged position all your life mm. and one little thing happens to you, like, she was like, you can't use the fitting room. I was like, oh, my gosh, <laughs> I'm But then you... you you think about it and you're like, oh my gosh, these people deal with this every single day. Exactly. And so going back home, you know, I live in a predominantly white area, making friends with the Asian girls, um, you know, this kind of like their daily life. They're always like a yeah. spectacle. They're always a fetish. They're yeah. always being stared at. Just kind of, I guess, like a compassion thing. You know, it definitely opened up some more compassion and perspective for yeah, me. Yeah. And, you know, going back home, that um, experience I had was even greater for a longer time. So having kind of a heart, especially for immigrants and people who are in the country, right. being able to understand that position just a little bit more than I used to. Um, and, you know, things in America aren't amazing for immigrants right now, you know, with tensions and, you know, he who shall not be named, who was our previous president, you know, making it worse. Um, yeah. <laughs> Obama. Yeah, yeah, Obama. He was the last, he was the last one. Um, just kind of extending compassion more and, you know, understanding where they're from yeah. for sure yeah. I, I i feel it every time i go home and i'm like mm. like y'all don't oh. know what these people have to go through i was yeah in the states it's uh, magnified i was working at um a hair dye shop sally's in you know my little hometown and there's this family that came in they're a mexican family and you know they couldn't speak english well and so you know being from a you know, I was in Korea, didn't know any Korean. I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I pulled out my translator, did everything I could do to, like, mm. help them because that's a stressful place to be in. Yeah. 
And this lady comes in behind, like this, like, you know, Karen. (laughs) This, like, Karen comes up, and she's like, well, that's kind of sad. He needs to learn English. And I was like, oh, ma'am, do you know another language? She was like, well, I mean, no. And I was like, well, then shut up. (laughs) And she just kind of looked at me and slammed her hairspray down. I don't need to. Yeah, I was like, what a privilege. Jesus spoke American, (laughs) I speak American. Exactly. (laughs) It's it's frustrating. It's frustrating to watch. And even going home, like, I remember being in in uni and high school, and if you had to take a taxi, and you're like, oh, these guys don't speak English. But then a lot of the expats I know over here don't speak a lick of Korean. Mm -hmm. Five years, ten years, don't speak a word. Mm. The taxi driver came over last month and is working for his uncle. Mm. That's why he doesn't speak. But for the most part, I mean, yeah, it's... I, I saw back home and, and you you get a bigger understanding coming here when I worked in a restaurant and I would assume some of them are Koreans that come in uh, don't speak English or do speak English and are nervous to speak English right um, and a big thing was a lot of them would just order water mm. for with their meal which is totally standard here mm-hmm. right you just go in for lunch or whatever just get a, get a water unless you're drinking alcohol and then you order 10 bottles of soju but <laughs> we didn't have soju so they just order water and the waitresses would rag a, look at these cheap fucks mm. they just they don't want to but and you're like at that time, you're 16, you're like, yeah, look at these cheap people. They don't want to order drinks. But now you look at like, oh, what an idiot. You know, we need to really kind here, of they, drink, our... they don't even drink water here. They drink their soup. <laughs> yeah. They don't even drink. They don't mm-hmm. even have They think I'm crazy when it's still. The family thinks I'm weird when I drink water with my dinner. But, and my daughters want water at dinner. And they're like, no, no, just drink your soup. But I mean, go and even if you want water, you walk up to the machine, fill it up yourself. Or they bring you just the big toll, yeah. you know. But uh, yeah, the like you said, going home, you you have a new perspective yeah. on on the struggles that some people uh, some people have to endure. Right? Mm. What will be your biggest takeaways from here? My biggest takeaways, um, Holly London. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> gosh, nothing in life is ever easy, even mm. if you think it's your dream, mm. because you know, <laughs> you know, coming here. Yeah, I dream about going abroad since I was eight years old. Like, it was just this ideal, like, perfect situation. And then right before I get this opportunity in my lifetime, corona hits. Rona. (laughs) I had to go through hell to get here. Yeah. I had to fight to get here. And then I came here, and I fought to be freaking happy. (laughs) (laughs) You know, online class, dealing with all this other stuff, and, you know, it's never... Oh, that's right. Yeah. You were were, uh, online. Yeah, I was online for a bit. And now you're happy and you're going home. Yeah, it's funny how that that works, doesn't it? But um, it taught me a lot. You know, you're stronger like than you think, and all that. You know, all that cheesy stuff. Um, Stay for a year. Get a job. Stay for another year. Stay for a year. I could graduate, man. Hold on, you got? Oh, you don't graduate after this? Or do you mean like the graduation (laughs) ceremony? Oh no, I gotta finish my credits at home because they're picky. Uh, Yeah. You can't do those online. No. <laughs> we got a job lined up for in, you. Yeah. No. <laughs> do, you, do you think going, ha, well, if you had gone to, I don't know, Spain or Portugal or Italy or something <laughs> that it would have been closer to that, you know, this dreamland of going abroad and, and what it, what the dream was I, like? I like, do you think, I think coming to an Asian, I lived in Africa for a while mm-hmm. and here and everyone else said like, why don't you just go to Europe? At least they're mm-hmm. Roman languages they're Christians. It's easier to adapt. Go to South America. And I was like, I don't want easy. I don't want the craziest shit you can yeah. throw at me, man. So that's why I went to 
to crazy places that are uh-huh. so far out of the norm. But do you think, like, I think a lot of people, when I was in school, thought that going abroad was like, go to Italy and eat gelato. And and I think, I think it can still be like that. Yeah. More so than taking the guy from my town and putting him in the middle of Korea is like, dude, yeah. it's going to be tough. A lot tougher than Italy. Mm. Do you think it would have been different if you chose somewhere else? Yeah, probably. You know, or, something or somewhere closer, in Europe, maybe? Something closer to my, um, what, my culture, my yeah. home culture. Yeah. You know, and I wouldn't have to deal with, like, you know, if people looked at me, looked like me. Yeah. You know, kind of like, I wouldn't get that... Um, perspective like you, like you said earlier too you chose to come to Ulsan because you wanted yes. the challenge and I think it's you're a better person for it and oh, it, I mean that's the I mean yeah if you're gonna do it do it all the way why, yeah. why that's what why I would encourage to... everyone to go not to the safe place and of go course. to the least comfort place because then it'll really help you find out who you really are it's as a person it's when you grow yeah it's when you grow and that's why I thought like going you know go to Brazil or go to Italy but but that's not so different than here it's a different language, but otherwise there's a lot of similarities. But, man, you go to Africa or Asia, it's really different. Mm. Really different. Any advice for um, for exchange students coming over? Oh, exchange students. Hmm. Males, get your nipples done. What do you think? What, would, uh, what advice it's do you wish? It's a good place to up your career yeah, boost okay, status. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we start with the nipples, and then we talk about like insurance, right? Okay. <laughs> um, open your mind, for sure. Um, because especially a lot of people interested in Korea, they only know like the K-pop, the everything, the blah, blah, blah. That's the what exports. they're here for. The export. Open your mind to the language and the culture, for sure. Um, if you want to get a driver's license, please renew it in the U.S. before. That's my biggest regret. <laughs> Um, and also, like, mm, especially if this is your first time away from your parents, mm. you know, somebody who's my age, prepare yourself not, don't think you're going to be happy all the time, mm. because it's hard. Mm. Can, you know, when people ask me, um, how, is your, how would you describe your experience in Korea? And I was like, it was hell, but I'd do it all over again. Yeah. I have a bunch of those experiences. And of course. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, it, it was hard, but, you know, nothing ever great in life is, like, all, like, peachy or whatever. So, um, kind of prepare yourself for that. How, how would you say, uh, open your mind? How, how would you do that, knowing what you did and how this experience affected you, how would you better prepare yourself? What could you do at home to better prepare yourself instead of just consuming, you know, the exported K-pop culture? Mm-hmm. Definitely... You know, if there was a bunch of, like, a Korean community in my hometown, I would have definitely reached out to, to a Korean community. Um, research more of the history, for sure. Um, and kind of, like, their customs. You know, like, how they... Mm. There's a lot of customs. Yeah, here. definitely. <laughs> a lot I lot think of, at home yeah. there's none, but maybe they were oblivious to them. But, my yeah. God, there's a way to do everything here. Yeah. the <laughs> And the respectful culture. I would study no pimmar. Yeah. Oh yeah. my goodness. You're talking shit to everyone? <laughs> I feel like yeah. a clown. Yeah. So definitely. Yeah. You say the driving license, but have you seen the drivers here? I mean, yeah. You, you want to drive here? Oh my God. Yeah, why not? crazy. I like it. I think, it's a nice I think, challenge. Yeah, nothing's easy, I guess. Nothing that's good. Yeah. Worthy <laughs> is easy. Step one. <laughs> step one, get through shitbook. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to go drive around the rotary for all night and practice. Oh. <laughs> oh. It's a good nightmare. Yeah, driving's crazy here. Good times. All right, I think we can wrap it up. Cool.
Listen, thanks so much for coming by and uh, and shedding some light on uh, on Korea booze and. Oh, thanks for having me. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. To enlighten. Awesome, awesome. It's fun because we don't get we don't get to connect with people your age and as as students. I mean, a lot of the international students are Asian here, and I was going to ask you before: Were you surprised that there's no other Western students at the university? Yeah, I thought I'd have one, one American friend. You know, <laughs> so you must feel pretty alone that you can't even reach out to a fellow American, Canadian, Australian, anybody, because mm. there's none of them here. No. But Maybe that's a better a Yeah, better honestly, thing. it is, because I open myself up to more sure. culture. It's not like a crutch. You know, Absolutely. like the Chinese kids always hang out with the Chinese yeah. kids, and the Vietnamese hang out with the Vietnamese. Yeah. I'm out here, like, having to use this Korean because I don't know English. You're in the UN. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Nice. Fantastic. Anyways, thanks for coming by. Yeah. We'll, uh, yeah, we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks. Goodbye. Bye. Jesus, Louisus, please don't forget to check out our sponsor, Dr. English. It's your one-stop shop for an all your English conversational needs. Enjoy learning from the comfort of your own home. Call 010-4591-1496 for a free sample class. Take your English to the next level by visiting their website right now at www.dr-english.com.